It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. It's Friday, that means it's time for a Thursday night football review and some stats and sits. I'm joined by one half of our explosive backfield uh, for stats and sits and all our other podcasts. So am I the explosive? Am I the third down back or the the, the plodder? You're the third down back, and the plodder. Oh, I like that. Is like the guy that. who hasn't been able to plod his way to this podcast today, but he's on his way somewhere. But uh, yeah, work keep calls. Keep an eye on the uh, lobby. Keep an eye on the lobby. Let him in if he's there, Brian. Yeah, we'll let him in. Um, he'll be blowing out my phone if we uh, if we don't let him in. He's desperate to tell us how poor the Steelers' offense is. <laughs> um, Tony, how are you doing? Uh... Mate? I'm all right. It's been, yeah, it's been good. Another cracking Thursday night football game. Although, I, I mean, there's something about these Thursday night football games. They get to the wire and all of a sudden you're just invested in it after, you know, three hours of watching it. Luckily for us, we only watch the 40-minute condensed games. But even at the, it's just incredible how bad they've been. Um, and it just continued again this Thursday. But good ending nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't Both believe seven. Washington won that game. You might as well no. start there. Yeah, exactly. Well, here they we go, dreadful. actually. Rob's, yeah, Rob's at the door. We'll let him here in. Here he is. Let him in. Let's hit him, hit him immediately with a Thursday night uh, game. And I cannot believe Washington won that game. I mean, I watched it this morning. And I just could not believe that Washington won the game instead of Chicago. If they, they didn't move the ball, they did nothing on offense. They were throwing it, you know, very short. Robinson was getting two or three yards at the middle. I just can't believe they won the game. But another poor, poor Thursday night game. Yeah, Rob, you heard we were talking about Thursday night football, and obviously you're like, I better get on there because I need to talk about this game. What are your takeaways, Rob? None really. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> watching Thursday night two football. weeks, two weeks in a row, really. Well, I, I, the only thing I got to complain about is um, Game Pass cutting out the last throw that Fields attempted to to Mooney. They basically didn't show it and then just showing me. So I didn't even know what <laughs> yeah. was going on. Um, so, but other you than watched that. You watched 39 minutes of dreadfulness and then you missed the last play of the I game. Missed, yeah, the last, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, shout out the game pass. But other than that, yeah, it was just it was just dreadful. I, 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 I will say that Wentz, he's got a lot of criticism, but I thought he did all right. I thought some of his balls were on the money. Just all his receivers couldn't catch anything. Samuel missed two sitters, I think it was, to the end zone. Yeah, but one of them was like 10 yards on the field. It, obviously, the big 40-yard touchdown would be lovely. But yeah. when, he, he's rubbish, Wentz. He just looks rubbish. They, they, he, the ball's not even coming out of his hands you know, properly. The line is dreadful. I cannot believe they won the game. I still can't believe they won that the game. The field is no good. And they, they, they fumbled, uh, Chicago fumbled the ball on the six-yard line. Didn't they? Yeah. Without that, Robinson walking you know, one yard touchdown and they don't win the game. But Fields looked a lot better than Wentz, in my opinion. A lot better. Better Russia. I don't think he threw the ball that well, though. Um, but I get that. Anyway, two poor teams. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> On Robinson, where have you got him for the rest of the season then? Because uh, obviously, he's, well, he's, he's, he's in my opinion, it's a terrible offense and he's a plodder. Doesn't catch the ball. Um, so, shade backfield. No. Yeah. Yeah, so would you rather have most of it as the season? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, makers? Similar. Yeah, bad bad offense. offense. Similar, though, because, you know, Akers doesn't catch anything. Henderson's in every single third down. Um, and a pretty poor offense. But we, we, we're banking on the Rams turning it around as well. So, better offense. And uh, might start this week, though. Home game against Carolina. Those. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to the starts and sits then. Um, Tony, you were saying off here, you got some wild picks for the, you know, wild. We, we were joking that if they're on other people's teams, they'll probably come in. As that's say my season's going and I know yours <laughs> going to Um We'll start at the quarterback position then. Pickett. So you've got Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Tampa Bay on paper looks a shocking, shocking matchup. However, they will have to throw because they will not be able to run and they play a lot of zone and that's good news for a quarterback in his uh, you know, early stages. The the tight end the key here is gonna be the tight end if he's back and Jalen Warren if he's actually in on third down. Again, you know, you're looking at a heavy zone team. So the tight end and the and the running back should get a lot of the work. Easy for the picket picket to kick to rack up completions. The only fear is obviously that he's asked to do too much in the second half and the inceptions and the turnovers start then. But um Rebecca doesn't like the Steelers offense, but really they should throw a lot in this game. So Pickett's numbers should be high. It's just whether or not you can keep the turnovers down from Okay, great. And and Rob, um who's your quarterback start of the week? So I'm gonna go with uh, Gino Smith. Um jump on the hype train. He's obviously been very good this season. Um, I think in the past we've, I think it's come to the stage now where we've, you know, we've all been saying, you know, streaming, starting occasionally, but now it's a, a confident start against an Arizona team that are not very good, um, you know, against the pass. Uh, they, they do seem to take away the number one option, which I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but then the rest of the uh, the wide receivers get a look at, but they're, they're playing so they're playing good football. They're they're you know they're attacking offense. They've got Lockett and Metcalf, um, and they obviously a chance for uh, Kenneth Walker. The show is is worth as well. So overall, I think it's a it's a solid start um, in Seattle. So yeah, you know they're they're home as well. So um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Any um any concern if Lockett misses? He's he's popped up on the injury half, half report halfway through the week with a hamstring. Talk about taking away the number one receiver. So if Lockett disappears or doesn't miss, doesn't play, and they take away Metcalf, then what, any concern there for Gino without anyone to throw to? Probably then, yeah. If he's if he sits, then yeah, probably not a good start. But we don't know. Rocked up that, on the Thursday. Is just it? No, oh, no. Okay, I haven't seen it. But... Thursday hamstring as well. So you know that's dangerous. Yeah, that's dangerous. I don't know who's the third. Well, they got well exactly that's what I mean. <laughs> they did draft someone, didn't they, two years ago? But he hasn't really done that. T. Eskridge, Freddie Swain, yeah. um, Noah yeah. Fant, obviously Will Bisley, DJ Dallas. They they got weapons. Uh, you know, Gino's good enough. It's just I think they, he needs Lockett and Metcalf. I think you're, you're, you would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, then moving on to the sit. So Tony, back to you. Zach Wilson as a sit. Yeah, I I sit in Zach Wilson where I can. I know he's not. He's you know this is a not an automatic start in one QB league, but he has won two games in a row and he has looked pretty good. To be honest, the first game he was dodgy. Last game he was really really good. So people might be thinking, here we go. They're gonna have to throw against Green Bay, but I think Green Bay are just they're gonna be they're gonna be so angry what happened in London and their home. I think this is a run the ball. I, you know I like some of the other players on Green Bay. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I think this is. Um, Green Bay show flexing their kind of muscles, and I think uh, Wilson might struggle against that defense. I, I can see a couple of sacks coming here, and again, not much difference to what I talked about with Pickett. But if he has to throw to keep up with Green Bay, um, I don't fancy that away at Lambeau Field. So Wilson's a sit for me. Yeah, just a couple of names then. So Brissett, would you start Brissett over Wilson? Yeah, uh, home against New England today. Yeah. 
that's close, probably. Um, I don't like that game at all. I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. So maybe I will go Wilson over the set there. What about Jimmy G then? Jimmy G definitely uh, against uh, Atlanta. Easy decision. Okay, um, Rob, you'll sit there, mate. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, he's starting to struggle. I don't, you know, I mean, people probably a streaming option anyhow. You might not be on everyone's starting rosters. Um, maybe more in two QBs, but I think, yeah, I think it's. The, t- the time is getting closer to where they're going to bring in Desmond Ridder. Um, you know, they've got a really tough matchup against the 49ers. I know they've lost a couple of key pieces, um, 49ers, but they're, they're a tremendous defense. And against the quarterback, I think they're probably one of the, the strongest in the league. So he's not an accurate thrower. We don't know if Pitts is going to be back this week. He's trending in the right direction. Um, but they, I think we had this conversation on the last show, didn't we, that they seem to want to run the ball. Um, wherever they can, even if they're losing, and the 49ers like to run the ball. So if this goes one way and 49ers go up, you can see them just still running the ball. So where's the points coming for Mariota? So for me, yeah, it's a strong sit. Okay, great. Um, just move on to the running back position then. And Akers making a appearance in the stats for you, Tony. Yeah, or Henderson. I think you can play them both against Carolina at home. I think this is so they've just sacked their coach and they've got PJ Walker coming in. They will have a a week of PJ Walker. He's been there before. He knows everyone. So I'm not. I, I think he might actually do better than we think because the Rams' defense has not been good. Um, but it does feel like right. That's it. The Rams are gonna go back to basics here. Home favorites against the team where we know they can have success running the ball. I've put Henderson in there as well. I'm gonna start him in one league because Carolina play heavy zone and I think that's better for the backs and the tight end. Higby is actually limited, so I'll keep an eye on that as well. If Higby is out, um, Henderson is an automatic start for me. I'll tell you that now. So, you know, that's, I'm keeping an eye on that. I think there's points here for the Rams. I think their implied total is about 26, 27. They could all have a bit, even Alan Robinson. But I'm not going to be, I'm not going back that well. So uh, Rams get, get right game for me. And that should benefit the running back. Brilliant. Just just comparing Akers to a couple of names. Travis Atkian, who's been trending upward yeah. in the last couple of weeks. You, you start Akers. I would start. Name. No, I'd start Etienne. Okay. And then Tyler Algier. Because again, it's a very similar thing. Indianapolis play heavy zone. So I think Etienne could catch six or seven balls easy in that game. Okay. And Tyler Algier for the Falcons running it. Yeah, I would take Akers. I think that's that's where we're looking at the um home favourites and uh, they'll be down at the goal line. I don't think Henderson, well, he might be, but, you know, uh, again, I would start both both uh, Rams running backs over Algia. Okay, perfect. Uh, Rob, give us your start at running back. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Melvin Gordon, um, the drop moister. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's another. I think he obviously took over the took over the job last week. Um, I know Tony's mentioned Mike Boone as as a, as a good play, and he's going to sort of steal away a lot from Gordon. I, I I don't see that myself. Bit of a revenge narrative against the Chargers. They're not very good against the run. Um, if the Broncos are going to get things right, you obviously need to establish the run. So you know I can see him getting at least fifteen to twenty touches and I can see him also collecting a few um you know a few dump offs from Wilson because I do think the Chargers will probably pressure Wilson so he'll have to dump off the ball. 
so I think the volume is there for Gordon. I think that's the key. Um, whether they score many points, that's another that's another question. But you know, just on volume alone, and where people drafted him, probably not as a, a, a normal starter. There's someone that you can um, plug in this week and, and feel quite confident. Okay, perfect. Um, Tony, talk to us about Dobbins. I think he's a sit this week. Um, I think that the Giants' defense is actually really, really good. Sneaky good, really. We haven't given them credit at all. Well, no one has on the pods I've been listening to. And um, also, um, on this podcast, we haven't talked about the Giants, really. But they're 4-1, and so they're playing well. They've just come back from a game against Green Bay in London where they came back. And we all know what happened to AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in that game. They got shut out. So that's not a coincidence that I'm picking a running back to sit here. The only thing is they are... I do think the Baltimore, you know, will win the game. Um, I don't think this is going to be high scoring, actually, uh, for the reason that I said. You know, I think the defense is pretty good. So, I, Dobbins, he's not on the field. So, he, I mean, if his snap percentage was up to 65, 70, then maybe we'll have a conversation of, you know, being a favorite. Um, but he, he's still at the 50% mark. And guess, I, I, I'm desperately trying to find some news on Gus Edmonds, um, Edwards, but I haven't been able to. I don't know if he's back yet, but even so, you know, he's been sharing the backfield with Kenyon Drake, Mark Davis. That that could happen again. They they're reluctant to give him over fifty percent usage. And I think the Giants defense is better than we think. So um I would like to get away from that. He's not an automatic start this week. Who's not an automatic start for you, Rob? Not an automatic start so we I think we already mentioned the backfield very quickly. Uh, so James Robinson um for the For, for the um, <laughs> for the, the Jags, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, there was who's he play for? But yeah, who's he, um, he play for? So yeah, so Jay Robinson. Um, I, I'm with Tony. I think uh, Etienne's going to see. I think it did the, the switch sort of went last week. I think um, Etienne had more starting to see more of the snap percentage because um, Robinson just wasn't running the ball well. Um, I do feel that the Jags are in a bit of trouble, and this could be the start of a you know. A, decline, demise, whatever you want to say. I think they obviously they started so fresh and everyone's thinking they're going to win win the division. But I think um, the Colts are quite a sneaky team, even though they don't play very well. They seem to, um, when, they, you know, when, they're, when they're up against it, they seem to produce that result. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a sheer backfield for starters, but I think now Etienne's slowly starting to, um, you know, to get that first round draft capital that he's got to take away the work from J-Rob. So, yeah, he was a very good start of the week, you know, first three weeks, but now um now sort of tailing off. So I would probably avoid using J problems um, help it. Okay, great. Um some names then. Devin Singletree playing him over James Hobbs. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. hundred percent. You know Benjamin picking him up and playing him? Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And CH. You've got to, I think, just for me, yeah, just because of the I can see that being a big you know, it's, it's got a really high over under points in, you know, I think it's like 50 or 53 or 54 points. I think it's up to now. So um, between the Chiefs and, and the Bills. So yeah, I, I, I would still start CH just for the score. Brilliant. Um, wide receiver then, back to Green Bay. Uh, Dubs, Dubs, whatever you want to call him. Romeo. Romeo. Romeo, we're going Romeo Dubs. I think he's going to be heavily targeted in this game. I think Lazard might 
and Dobbs are the only two really. Uh, obviously, Randall Cobb came through with 13 targets last week. I don't know if that was, you know, because um, it was a bit of a weird game over in London. Christian Watson's gone off with a side uh, a hamstring injury. I think I I like Dobbs to to kind of shine in this game, and I um, yeah, I can see him. And like I said, I think it's a bounce back game for um, Rogers and the Packers in general. They probably can do what they want to the Jets um, in this game, but I think Rogers has got a point to prove after a really poor showing last week. So I think you'll you'll get his uh, wide receivers involved, and I think you start Dobbs with confidence. Okay, nice one, uh, Rob. Will you start with confidence? <laughs> so, so this one's a, probably a low, more of a low baller, but I'm going to say Tyler Boyd for the Bengals. Um, this is obviously that you know there's a, a few things that need to happen, which is trending that way that. Um, obviously, T. Higgins is a sit um, with his ankle, um, which he obviously re-injured in the last game. So I think at the moment, I don't think he's going to play. But if he doesn't play, I think obviously last week it went to the tight end in Hurst. I think they've already mentioned this, the staff that they want to get Boyd more involved. Um, he is the slot. He is the slot for, for the Bengals um, against the Saints, who are... <sighs> Not, I don't think they're great. I think obviously they've got Latimore, and he'll probably go on chase. So it's going to open up. It's going to open up opportunities for Boyd. So he's probably a, a strong start for uh, for maybe a wide receiver two week. Okay, <clears throat> nice one. Um, back to you then, Tony. Let's talk about Marvin Jones. Yeah, big week last week. Came through with uh, seven catches for ninety nine yards or something. That was really impressive. Um, I don't like. I, I think this is another game I'm. I'm a bit concerned about low scoring. Jags have not been scoring high, and uh, Indianapolis also have been have been pretty bad on offense. So this this has got potential to be you know another twelve nine kind of game. So I, I'm avoiding everyone in this game if I can. Marvin Jones on the outside against Indianapolis outside receivers don't do very well. We'll talk about someone else in the middle who might benefit from the cover two they play there. Um, they they haven't been in cover three or cover four much actually, so it's mainly cover two, which is bad news for the outside receiver. So I was going to put Zay Jones in here as well, but I think actually Zay Jones and Kristen Kirk are more likely to be hanging around the middle of the field than Marvin Jones, who is strictly a perimeter receiver. So he needs to be eliminated straight away from our lineups. And I think you know the others you could probably get away with. Kirk's going to have a big game this week against zone coverage, definitely. So um, Marvin Jones won't. Okay, some other dangerous names. Uh, Chase Claypool, starting over Marvin Jones. Yeah, probably. Sounds weird, but yeah, Pickett's throw. I think that's going to be 300, 300 throwing yards from Pickett. I'm going to bang on some of them going to Chase Claypool rather than maybe 180 in that game that I'm not interested in to Marvin Jones. Okay, Rob, give us a set. So yeah, it leads nicely into my sit. So that's uh, back to my favourite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I will say sit Deontay Johnson this week. Um, his usage last week, obviously, still had 13 targets, but only brought in five catches. Um, Pickett, it's going to be feel pressure with the Bucks. Um, Tampa are starting to get the wheels back on, starting to get the weapons for Brady. They may have to play catch up again, or this could end up being another tanking like you know they took from the Bills. So if it goes a second option like the Bills, then you know where, where's the points? Where's the distribution going to go? And obviously Pickens now is starting to establish himself a good ball with Pickett. 
So I can see Deontay's not faded. Obviously, you know, he had, a, he had 13 targets, but this could be one of those games where he just doesn't get enough volume, um, doesn't get enough catches. And um, yeah, for someone, you know, he's, he's probably somebody wide receiver, maybe one or two. So if you've got other options, and most people will in wide receiver, then I would say sit him. Okay, I'll check a scary name in DJ Moore. Start DJ Moore over John Johnson. This week I would, yeah, just because of the change of quarterback, and I think it's a good matchup for all this week. So yeah, not much, not by much, but I, yeah, I would, I would. okay. Hmm. Tony, <laughs> what's that? That's a sigh of. Uh, That's a sigh. Of, yeah. No, I think I think I think more <laughs> will bounce back, bounce back. But I think I think Johnson might have a good game as well. This one, so I think they both. I think they'll be both be all right. All right, we'll check back on that one. Um, tight end then, Evan Engram. For the Jags, yeah, definitely. I've talked about the cover two system, which means the linebackers drop back in coverage. Usually, that means that the tight, you know, when when tight ends play against man coverage, they can separate because they're not usually quick and nimble, are they? Let's be honest. So when they play zone, the linebackers they drop back too far. Sometimes there'll be a lot of catches underneath Ramon room and obviously any crossing patterns they'll have to get in between the linebackers so any any defensive play zone I like the, the uh, tight end that's what I was thinking about Frymuth earlier as well if he gets a concussion protocol against Tampa Bay but I think Angerman Ingram can start pretty much straight away right, perfect. so just checking a couple of other sort of wire names Tonyan Irv Smith Tyler Conklin all over all of them yeah comfortable I've got my sit there you might as well go straight into that go on then is Njoku a sit for me did I put him down you put Everett, but we, we can mix oh, them match. Oh, okay. No, I would put I would play Engram over Everett and Engram. We'll talk about Everett. All right, perfect. Rob, give us your start at tight end. Well, my start was Evan Ingram. Um, I, obviously, my fault because I haven't put in the list this week. Uh, <laughs> I had a sick little boy at home. But um, but I've, um, yeah, I swat. So my other option would have been Zach Ertz uh, against Seattle. His usage has been fantastic as far as targets. He had 10 last week. Um, six catches I, I think this could be I think this could be one of the shootouts of the week with uh, with Seattle I think it could be just points galore and obviously you know I think um, Kyler Murray uh, it looks like it's way um, especially in the red zone um, he doesn't normally go to Marquise Brown in that position it goes to Wirtz so the chemistry's building so I think um, he's a really good strong start this week if you've got him Okay, nice one. Um, yeah, he, he could finish big. The Tony, let's go to, to Everett then. And Njoku, if you want to check him in, um, talk to us why you'd sit both of those. I think everyone's playing Njoku as an automatic start. I, I don't really like the game against New England. I think that's going to be a run, both teams run, run, run game. And New England, a heavy man. So we just talked about why I'm worried about that. Really heavy against um, with man coverage. So yeah, it feels like it's a, a Mario Cooper might separate a little bit better on the outside and then. You know, not much left for Njoku and Hunt. Talk about him as well. But um, Everett, yeah, so uh, it looks like Keelan's going to play. And it's Monday night game. Um, so I think Everett's had success when Allen hasn't been there. Last week, actually, did not have success. Um, but because Eckler came back into the fold and was playing 70%, I've talk, we, we've talked about the relationship between the running backs anti and it's not a coincidence that Eckler plays 70% snaps and then Everett disappears. Added to that, Keenan Allen comes back in. I think Everett could be 
built on an Everett again because Mike Williams will get his target share. So um, I'm worried about Everett. He's indefinitely playing. I, I haven't seen anything that says he's back. He's, he's too limited. He's gone limited, limited the last two days. Um, it's a Monday night game. Yeah, I understand that you might not be able to wait for Everett and wait for that. But I think Eckler, that's probably good enough for me. The fact that, you know, maybe it is Josh Kelly uh, taking, you know, the other 25% and Eckler's stepped up to 70%. That's good enough to fade the tight end. Because, I mean, Eckler's going to get his catches, isn't he? Yeah. All right. Rob, give us a set at tight end. Yeah, so uh, th- this one, um, I'm going to go with Carl Pitts. Um, if he plays, I think he's, I think he is trending to play. This hurts me because I've, I've got him in our main draft and um, in the third round. In the third round, yes. Remind myself. Uh, thanks for that. Wait, um, until but, see, wait until you see who my bonus player is. <laughs> oh, it's Carl. Pitts. So I just think, uh, I just think the way the the way that I've, I've, as I said, I've already mentioned the 49ers already in this um, early on in the pod. I think they're a very good defense. They both want to run the ball. Um, he, he just doesn't want to use pits. The usage won't be there. If he's not 100% in plays, it, who's to say, especially with a hamstring, I know they said it wasn't serious, but it's the sort of injury where you don't plug someone straight back in and, and play You know, 90% of the snaps. It, it, could, it could relapse. They don't like to use him all the time anyhow, so the likelihood is they'll only, they'll only use him in, in limited use. So. If you've got him, and like I said, if I I took him in the third round, if he's on your team, the sort of the in, the inclination is to sort of start start him automatic when he's back healthy. But um, it may just be a, a bit of a patient game and wait another week before you um, plug him in. But I'll see if I listen to my own advice come Sunday, uh, yeah. wherever, wherever I play someone else. But yeah, I I would yeah sit kit carpets. Okay, so some of the names I threw out there earlier, like Tanya and Irv Smith, they go in ahead of Carl Pitts for you. Mm, uh, I'm not sure about Irv Smith. I, th- I, I don't think he gets in it. The, the problem with the other the problem with the tight end is just the target. So I've got Hayden Hurst. So I would start Hayden Hurst over Pitts, if especially if if only if um, T Higgins is out. So yeah, Hurst would be over him. Zach Ertz would be over him. Uh, Evan Ingram probably. Yeah, Taysom Hill. No, not chasing those points. No, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we I probably will. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we could talk all day about Pitts, um, and we'll talk a bit more about him because he's in your bonus section, Tony. But what side does he fall on for you? He's a start for me. Interesting. I think Pitts. If he plays, he's going to start. I play him. Um, I understand what you're saying about the run first approach from both teams, um, but they are going to, you know, the likelihood is they are going to be able to play behind and they can't run against San Francisco. That's the thing. It's the same thing I said about Tampa Bay. When you've got pass and um, run funnel teams and pass funnel teams, you've got to attack the positions on the opposite side and they just haven't got enough weapons. So if he plays, they're going to be throwing the ball because they won't be able to run the ball. They'll be in third and eight. If they do, if they run, if they run twice against San Francisco, they'd be third and seven, third and eight. So, you know, we're we're talking about people who do this day in, day out, second in, second out. They'll know they can run against San Francisco. They're gonna have to throw it. And I think Pitzel is one of the biggest targets there. You know, um, again, a very heavy zone team, San Francisco, second second to the Buffalo. So, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see what the correlation there is um, after this week. Don't you worry um, with, though that Carl Pitts. 
Yeah, but don't you worry about them, obviously, if they're pressuring Mariota, he's not the sort of player who's going to just dump the ball off the tight end. He's going to scramble, try and make it up with his legs. And obviously then that just takes away, that just takes away pits. Even if they've got to throw the ball, if he's, yeah. in, if he's in a panic, he scrambles first. You'll, you'll look, take his first read, can't see anything, and then he'll scramble So and run. That, that's, my, that's my only concern, and that's why I'm fading pits a little bit. Because, yes, I agree, they've got to throw the ball because they're probably going to be yeah. behind. Um, but they've been behind in quite a few games and they haven't done that. So, I don't know. Yeah. I hope he does. Yeah. So, got him, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I would start Taysom Hill over him, to go back to that question. Because there's not many... <laughs> There's not many tight ends that can score those amount of points. And it's not chasing the points. If Michael Thomas looks like he's going to miss. I mean, it, it'll be basically for me with Taysom Hill, it'll be Michael Thomas playing yes or no. If Michael Thomas is playing, I probably will sit here Hill because there'd be a, too many weapons around. I'm not sure about the quarterback. But if, if it's Winston or Dalton without Michael Thomas, I think Hill's play automatic in the tight end position. So um, he's probably the one I'm 50-50 about bits. All the other ones I would take bits over. Evan Ingram, Bill Smith. All those you listed, I would play that maybe Hill is the line. Okay, well, uh, yeah, cheers for the bonus. Rob, have you got a bonus name? I, I mean, I was just going to fire out some running backs that I think have got really good matchups and, and could be, have you know, really big weeks. Obviously, Ramondre Stevenson, I think um, against Cleveland, you know, Damien Harris is trending out, even though he practiced in a limited fashion this week. He's out, he won't play. He, he is, yeah. Uh, and against the run, Cleveland are terrible. They got run all over last week. Um, so, you know, by Eckler. So I think uh, Stevenson is going to get loads of work, you know, probably in, in excess of 25 carries and he'll probably see a lot most of the target. So for me, he's probably a top 10, top 12 RB this week. And then obviously the other one is Kenneth Walker. Um, hopefully he comes through. Um, and uh, yeah, again, I think uh, in that sort of environment, I can see it being a shootout. Um, and obviously, if, if Lockett is now going to sit, then maybe it's a chance for him to get some catches. I know Tony's already mentioned about DJ Dallas taking away some of that and he's a bit on mm-hmm. the fence. But I feel I still think Walker will be used in the passing game, even if he doesn't get all the work. If even he gets some um, and all the rushes, I think you could see him potentially have a big blow up. Uh, welcome to the NFL game. Yeah, I think you play both of them, actually. I think DJ Dallas is a player as well. Um, and we talked about, you know, Benjamin, I think he's an automatic play against the weak running team. You've already said that. And, um, yeah. Connor's out. Sure the, I think Connor's out. Officially out, yeah. So. Yeah. And Daryl Williams. Well, we're, we're talking about running backs. Another bonus from you, Tony. And... Yeah, I, I, I feel like this game, Kareem Hunt plays better when there's higher scoring game and he's in and around the goal line, and they could switch back and forth between Hunt and Chubb on the goal line, and that's where he gets his points. Hunt's low games are when it's very low scoring, and they don't really get in the red zone. Um, and it feels like New England, whoever's, it depends who's going to be quarterback for New England, but not really. I think Roberto said they're going to have success running the ball, which means the chain and the time just going to disappear in this game, and Chubb will get his because he's so efficient anyway. So, you know, it, it doesn't feel like there's loads of points to go around in this game. And there's a bit of a red flag on Hunt. Now, the problem is with Hunt, you know, who you sit him for is probably the big question. So, you know, in any format, this is, I would probably play Devin Singletary and Miles Sanders if they're in that range. They would definitely get above Kareem Hunt. Um, AJ Dillon is someone Dillon, I would actually yeah, I was play. Say, what mm-hmm. I would play Dillon. Dillon or Hunt. Yeah, I like him against... New York Jets. 
It's a, a bit of an I think it was an anomaly last week. Have thirty seven percent snaps. It was you know fifty fifty with Aaron Jones until last week, and they lost the game. I think they go back to the winning recipe, which is you know run run, and then I've already put Dobbs as I think Dobbs is going to catch a couple of long ones from from Rogers. So uh, yeah, I would go Dylan at home to the Jets. Of your two um, RB sits, then J.K. Dobbins and Kareem Hunt, who are you telling people to be most cautious about? Um, that's a tough one. I think they're both they're both probably. If I had to list them, they'd be right in the range, same range. I yeah. I mean, if you pay, it's easy to say if if it's a PPR, go with Hunt, and if it's not, then go with um, Dobbins. Well, that's an easy out. Um. Just be cautious. I just don't like. I just don't like either game. Yeah, I don't like either game. No, no. I think, I think in a good. I think in a good way for Dobbins though, because he was on a snap count last week, um, and that's why Drake's seen a lot of work. coaches come out and said that he wasn't right. Um, I think they can activate Gus. I haven't seen. I think he's going to act. I think he's going to activate him. Yeah, I've just had a look. I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be activated for great game time. So keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, the gas bus is back. Gas the bus. Um, <laughs> Rob, have you got any more names you need to get in? Or are you good? No, that's good. I've just done the running backs this week. I haven't, uh, I haven't got any of the wide receivers as well, but I think two backs is. Yeah, right. the, the, um, that game, Buff, we haven't talked about the, the big game at all. I just realised, you know, the, the 57-point game or whatever between Buffalo and Kansas City. <laughs> and it's probably... <laughs> So you know, we're, we're talk- there's so many low games this this week. I don't know if you've checked the slate, but they're all enders 45, all under 44. We talked about so many of them. The sits bit. So you know, this is a good chance if you've got those players. I've got MVS in, in our main league, as you know, and I'm looking at him or Devin Duvernay, which I think is going to be a low. Sc- I think Bateman's going to be out. Um, why not take the shot on the higher scoring game? Because. Uh, the, you know, they, they've let's say the Chiefs. We all think the Buffalo Bills are going to win, right? Yeah. So last week, the Chiefs got down 20 points to three to the Raiders. I think it'd be a very similar game flow to that, actually. I think, you know, Buffalo climbed 20 points to three and then Mahomes scored four touchdowns to Kelsey. We, we should be we should be plugging in. <laughs> yeah, I know. But a lot of people lost. <laughs> a lot of people lost those four touchdowns to Kelsey, but we should be plugging in players from that game because we hope they're not going to lie down at home. There's no way they get that game's going to get out of hand. So you know we haven't talked about Juju, we haven't talked about MVS or Hardman. I know Roberto, you might have Hardman in the league, but he he came through big last week. Um, they're not bad flexes, are they? To be honest, we're talking about players where we sit here, looking at our sit list. You know, I, I'm thinking about MBS over a few of them already. Um, what are your thoughts on that game in general? I think this they're going to be a close one, or do you think Buffalo just wipes the floor with them? Yeah, so I, you know, um, I don't think they wipe the floor because it's in it's in it's in Arrowhead, isn't it? So I think exactly, yeah. I think I think the, the Chiefs will score points. I, I do think the Bills will cover. I think the spread's like three and a half points, but I think they'll cover the spread comfortably. Um, Though, I, yeah, you're right. They're probably, the, you know, the ancillary, what they call the uh, ancillary pieces should be, mm. should get a mention. So Shakia, I think, for the Bills, maybe, um, you know, if they're scoring 40, 50 points, he might get, might get a few looks. Not McKenzie? I don't know if he's still, is he? Is yeah, he's, he playing, back. Though, he's back. He's back. Yeah, so I would Cleared. try both. You know, these are all low end, like you said, low end flexes. I prefer the Bills side than I do the Chiefs. 
um, when you start talking about Hardman and um, Juju. Juju. I mean, MVS might be a player. I prefer du- Duvernay over MVS, but I think um, I think obviously Kelsey's going to see a lot. Um, they may they may turn around and run the ball. You know, it could be go away from the, from throwing the ball everywhere. Um, well, then, we, we, we talk about McKinnon as well then. Because he, uh, he looked sure. really good last week. Yeah, he did. I, I, I'd be, you know, you'd have to be pretty, not desperate, yeah, pretty yeah. desperate to be starting McKinnon um, in, a, in a redraft league. Some of us are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was desperate. Yeah, so I think, but no, you're right. I think all the pieces, I think every everyone should have a, you know, you should play all of them, basically. All the Chiefs, all the Bills. Whether they're flexes, wide receiver two, RB ones, twos, whatever, just play them all, um, you know, because it's very rarely that Vegas get it completely wrong. Um, and if it, you know, if they're implying fifty odd points as the over under, is a good chance, even if it's slightly under, you're still looking at you know twenty odd points a team. So points points to be scored for offenses. Yeah, absolutely nice. Well, um, yeah, thank you as always, gents. That was. Uh... Really good breakdown of stats and sits. We'll enjoy the football over the weekend and especially that uh, Chiefs Bills game. And we'll be back next Tuesday to review all the action and give you the rest of our uh, fancy takeaways from week six. Until then, thanks very much for listening. See ya. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions. Uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on the feed depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at LightTech7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support.